0: In this very first episode of Between Worlds podcast, I've asked my friend Roman to sit down with me to have a conversation. Now, I met Roman in India at a futuristic community called Oroville. This 12 day stop at Oroville was the highlight of my trip, and it kickstarted an immense heart opening experience for me for the latter part. Of my days in India. I was surrounded by beautiful people in Oroville and I just can't wait for you to meet Roman.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's start. Okay.
0: Today I have here over the phone a very special guest who's mysterious, soft, and just like an intricate being. Um, and he goes by the name Roman. He's also built like a Roman. He's tall, broad shoulders, but his eyes are like cool, like the morning sea and warm like a mother's hug. I feel like when I see you, your eyes are so warm. Um, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you for inviting me and uh, describing me in such a beautiful and poetic way. I love
0: it. <laughs> you deserve it. Mm. Thank you i'm trying to cultivate a free space like a thought-provoking space where you and i and people that i invite here um, where we can discuss and express our deepest ideas and feelings about the world without needing to filter it through a political or social appropriate way so like Mm -hmm. just be okay with with thinking abstractly tell you are you aware that um the podcast series is called conversations with common people
1: I'm not super common, I think, but uh, I can do my best.
0: (laughs) So you don't think you're common?
1: No, definitely not.
0: Perfect, because the podcast is about uncovering the multi-dimensionality of regular people, regular lads and lasses that just walk down the streets. So thank you for saying.
1: Let's see how many layers we can uncover.
0: (laughs) Um. I love the way you live. Like, I love your home in Austria. I know I've never been there, but I like the idea of it. And I love the way that you are always traveling and you're always experiencing new ways to exist as a human. So do you want to tell everyone where you are right now?
1: So right now I'm in uh, Brazil in the state of Bahia, that's in the Northeast. Um, and I'm really close to the Atlantic coast and there is a, super wild rainforest the biodiversity is crazy the colors the birds snakes flowers it's one of the most biodiverse places on earth but it's also very endangered by mining operations and uh, agriculture and i have some really good friends that do uh, incredible work to protect this most of them are private people that save some money and uh, Bought some land to do whatever is good for the planet. They're offering healing sessions, growing good food, building education, working with indigenous people. And I'm now at one of my friend's place here, and his property is a real hub. Like the most genius people from all over the world meet scientists, shamans, artists, and every day here I'm now having very good food. All organic, all natural, and having really good conversations. And the magical thing here is that every person is a genius and every conversation I have, I feel like wow, I learned something new. And it's really things that I can instantly implement into my life.
0: How long have you been on the road?
1: Um in my life, you mean?
0: No, just this time around. I guess seasonally. so this
1: trip now. So so like strategically I'm traveling. Uh, like, always, like, between two and five months. And then I have to go home to do some. <coughs> 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 Sorry. Some fly. <laughs> fly to my mouth.
0: Are
1: you okay? Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm okay. I just some fly came into my mouth and they almost swallowed it. Oh. Yeah, this. Was <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can keep it or got it as you want.
0: <laughs> okay, I may make a remix out of it.
1: <laughs> Roman cup. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. oh, good morning. Um so the the question was um for how long I've been on the road. So, um, for now this trip is 4 months already but it's like my life is a constant trip I just make strategical stops at my headquarter in Austria you know because usually I buy a lot of art and um, at some point it gets really heavy so I have to drop this off and um, then I meet my family see my loved ones and you know do some things like bureaucracy visas and all this shit so before COVID I didn't have a, bi- a base for five years because it didn't make sense and then I realized I really need some place to recharge and organize. It's not that I have a really strong emotional connection to it, but it's more of a strategic thing. So the last trip was four months and it led me through Colombia, Peru, Bolivia, and now Brazil.
0: Wow, oh, beautiful. And is it like, is this your first time in Brazil? Yes. I was watching um, a documentary on how the super untouched indigenous people, the ones that haven't even like come close to even other tribes. Like they're just in deep, 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 deep without building like what a regular tribe would build. Cause I've been to um, a tribe in the Amazon river when I did my ayahuasca trips and I saw the way they lived there compared to the untouched indigenous that I've seen like through documentaries. Um, and these untouched ones, because they had to evacuate from their homes, they would go to these other tribes and kind of threaten them. Have you heard anything about that? Have you seen anything like that?
1: I mean, it's always possible, you know? It's like we humans, um, when we have enough space to live, we can be very peaceful. But from the moment we are threatened, you know, even in the most conscious and original beings, the dark side can awaken you know it's the same like when you keep chickens if they have them on grass at home on big space that might be peaceful but as soon as there is not enough space they start killing each other right so it's well indigenous people are kind of uh, more connected to nature than we are they are more connected to certain spiritual entities than we are but still they're very human okay. and also very animalistic right so Mm -hmm. if you are threatened and your life is in danger you're you don't know how to feed your children of course some other powers will awaken in you right survival instincts are brutal
0: yeah i love that you mentioned that because i I would like to marry both realities where like being so connected with nature and just having the answers within and them coming out and like being self-sufficient and stuff like that but also progressing and evolution, and you know, using our human abilities to to advance. So I think that it's really neat to to have, wa- have watched this documentary and like see that just because they're connected to spirit or to something that not many of us are connected to, they still have this this side of them that is, um, you know, like you said, animalistic. I guess I don't want to say it that way, this but true. It's, it's, it's very. History.
1: This is why civilizations is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. Also, like the Western world, we made certain achievements that make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like rights and law and the social system and things like that. They make sense, right? But Mm -hmm. it's just completely out of control because it's manipulated (laughs) by shitty powers. I think, you know, the key is not to go like super primitive or go super high tech, but to learn from each other, you know? Mm -hmm. this is how humanity and civilization can evolve my associates in colombia they build a school where uh, farmers kids and indigenous kids are taught together and it took a lot of uh, work to convince parents on both sides because the farmers think that the, the indigenous are just primitive and they cannot learn anything from them and the indigenous think that the farmers are just brutal and the kids just learn alcohol um, beard sexuality and uh, drugs there. So, um, but that's not the case, right? So now we built this project and uh, we convinced uh, parents from both sides, it's a good idea. The farmers' kids can learn from the itchiness how to not destroy the planet. And the other way around, the kids can learn how to survive in this modern civilization, right? Mm-hmm. Things like writing, mathematics, technology how to use the internet, how to have access to all this knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. So here to find a way how actually both sides can profit from each other. You can build a healthy symbiosis between these two sides or do the opposite.
0: You're always doing so many projects and I'm always so like deeply involved in what you say and then I have so many questions. (laughs) But you did say something earlier that like I really want to have you unravel what this means you said that you're in a house with a bunch of genius people what is a genius person
1: um i think that by the natural abilities every person is by birth Mm -hmm. so there is like a universal wisdom universal tools and energy available in this universe but What makes a genius is the one that found out about his skills and is able to tune into the universe to get access to the source, to get all the energy and tools and resources he needs to fulfill that magic. And this is a genius. A genius is someone that found out, hey, I'm good at this and I know what to use it for. So universe, please give me all the access and the resources. And then the magic is happening. This is genius.
0: Mm. Thank you. That was beautiful, actually. <laughs> like, I was thinking how I would have responded if someone asked me that question, I would not know how. So you did such a good job. And I know why it's because you're in tune to your genius. And you know, you know, the path. Oh,
1: thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, this <is> a charm. <laughs> um, so how has covid altered your life
1: um f- for the good way in general i must say in the beginning it was different i feel very limited um mm. so i was used to this super free lifestyle you know of course on one side it's a bit of a white privilege having my passport whatever being able to travel anywhere i want but also you know using this privilege and making something out of it and I based my entire operations on me moving a lot, meeting people, connecting them. And suddenly when the world closed, this got threatened. And some of my projects felt really endangered. Some of them collapsed and I felt like, okay, now they killed you. They um, stopped all your operations. But then after like one or two months of introspection, deep depression, pain, I more turned it into a game. I felt like, okay, now that these people um, invented evil methods to limit our lives, we have to be more creative. And I embraced it as a challenge. And now actually I'm having fun um, mastering things with more difficulties, with more restrictions, and still finding my way through. I'm enjoying the process. Now, right now they, 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 they triggered it triggered me. It's like, I don't know, I, I got attacked by the virus and it triggered my immune system. And now my body's reacting full power to fight. And, <laughs> and I enjoy it. I'm having fun. I feel so alive every day. Things are more difficult, but I like it. I really I like it.
0: Yeah. And I think that like, is like besides COVID right now, what you're feeling right now, I think it's just because like, maybe you've forgotten about it and now you're just vibing. I want to see see how you feel about this metaphor that I've created. I'm suggesting, aside from uh, COVID being a virus, that it's also being simultaneously a big dark mirror that wraps around the globe. So every day when we wake up, we are facing this dark mirror and seeing ourselves, our darkness, society's darkness, and facing it and having to deal with what we see in ourselves and what we see in society. For some people, some people who are not taking the inward journey and are still externally living, they're starting to see the darkness that each system has. Um, however, the ones that are have already awakened to the, the global darkness, they're facing the darkness within themselves. How do you feel about that with, with COVID?
1: I think maybe it's some uh, cosmical origin, but also, it's part of a bigger agenda, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it was something needed to to kickstart this avalanche of darkness. And, well, they used a the really bullshitty story, right? Some flu kind of thing. But then the actual thing began with media and fear. And the biggest exposure these days, we definitely we have to fear. And this is what is all controlling it, being limited by some Invisible force, we cannot see, we, we cannot see the threat. It's, it's something that's supposed to be there and we don't even know about it, right? It's mm-hmm. this shadow they put on us, which is hardcore. And I, I realized that many people that are already struggling and already weak, people that are sick, having psychological problems, being poor, living in a struggle country, having existential problems, losing their jobs, whatever all the ones that are already struggling, the ones that live in war zones, whatever, that for them, sometimes it was the last drop, you know, this blanket of darkness that finally extinguished their light. Also, for some other part of the humanity, it was a big chance because through this dark cover, they were able to see their own light better. Maybe some light they weren't able to see before and process it in a way that they... um, discovered new skills and mastered it changed their life moved out of the city and started growing their own vegetables somewhere in their garden or something right it was just a huge thick layer of darkness that can either that can either suffocate you or show you your real inner fire
0: mhm yeah trigger your real inner fire if you choose to take it on cuz some people yeah i always i always find that some people when they're facing some kind of pain or trauma, either they prevail and they awaken and they have that force explodes, or they stay dull underneath that rock, and want people to exactly. stay dull underneath that rock with them. So you said that you're in a house with geniuses, of course, and some scientists have you guys like I know, it's like completely something you don't want to talk about when you're traveling and you're on a high vibe. But have you guys talked a little bit about COVID? And what What's everyone else thinking about, about it? I mean, universally and planetarily.
1: Um, like I didn't talk that much about it in the last days because I was so occupied with the topic over the last two years. So we were more about <laughs> embracing the chances in the last days and really try to not uh, talk about it too much because mm-hmm. we are working on a lot of progress and we also we believe that we are slowly getting out of this if the people um stop believing in this shit too much right
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but i think we are all really much on the same page that this and i hope this is not getting censored i don't know on what channel this will be published but that this is some kind of war you know mm-hmm. um it's especially, you know, Western civilized people, they're not easy to get them to grab a gun and shoot their neighbors anymore, right? We are, mm-hmm. we are kind of, we got, a, we got an education and we know that violence is bad. So it's not easy to put us in a place to harm each other anymore. But there's another way. If we just can uh, disconnect our economic activities and put people into isolation. Psychologically, it does the same to us. We are again controlled by the fear. And the original intention of war is not killing people, but it's economic, right? Mm-hmm. It's taking over power resources. And some powers realized we don't need to shoot each other. We don't need to drop bombs. There's a way more profitable way in doing this. You know, what you see what happened on the financial market, on stock exchange, whatever, some of the richest people got way richer, and the poor people got even poorer, you know, resources, territories, changed their owners, and then at the beginning of COVID, they said, oh, this will will change the way how we treat nature, and it's so good for nature, it's bullshit, just because some little planes are not flying, it's not the case. This was taken to burn big amounts of the rainforest, oil leaks, wars, whatever, it's just not the case right it's a new kind of war that has been done and people are participating by not participating Mm. right if you stay home you don't support your neighbor's business anymore you don't see him you believe he's a stranger he's dangerous you cannot touch him at all because you're afraid your grandma could die from it this is psychological war this is what it's all about
0: yeah so on the topic of war do you feel like there is a war coming aside from the psychological one and or one that is always there but unknown how because they're so ahead like the people involved in this they're so ahead you know so i'm talking about physical talking about i like for
1: the classical physical sense uh that's always a threat yeah i i think that you know we we especially in the first world we are hypocrites because we say we are not participating in this right Mm -hmm. but countries like uh, germany or france australia canada that are famous to be like pretty peaceful and diplomatic nowadays these powers are diverse because they supply all the finance, all the weapons, all the gear that's needed for that conflict. And now you see it like in uh, Ukraine, right? It's in Europe. It's really close to my home. It's not far. You know, I can drive there in one day. I can fly there in an hour. So it's not a big deal. It's, and you see like Eastern European countries, instead of going into negotiation, what do they do? The Latin Americans build more air bases, put more military there. So I don't want to get political. But, Mm -hmm. um, yes, war is really close there because of stupidity and because people want it.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the inner desire is not to want it. But if you push my ego and I push, you know, if we continue pushing each other's ego, inevitably it's going to happen, even though we don't want it. That's kind of how I see it. I find it to be very silly, like something that you don't initially want, but somehow you just let allow happening.
1: Like a conflict with your with your love partner, right? It's it's yeah. it's the same. We don't want to fight, but at <laughs> some point, you know, there is some some trigger. We are blind on both sides, and some conflict is happening, right?
0: Yeah. And
1: if this is happening on a national scale, and you give people guns, then oh my god!
0: And how do you think nature is is um reacting to this situation?
1: The thing is, I see Earth as an organism, right? Mm-hmm. And we are some little microorganisms living on it, like some bacteria that's living in our stomach, you know? Mm-hmm. And we can live in a symbiotic way, but at the moment, we change the chemical and, uh, structure of an organism that much that it does harm, the organism reacts. I don't know, you eat some bad food and the body will react with diarrhea and just clean it out, right? And then it will, will kill. All the, all the flora that's living inside and some new colonies will start evolving. Um, for the body, the diarrhea is okay. It's, it's painful, but it will survive. The same is for Earth, right? Um, for the Earth, what's happening now, it's painful, but it will survive. But if we drive it too far, it will have to get rid of the parasite. And what's happening now, global warming, it's like fever. You know, the Earth is just saying, hey guys you're driving it too much i have to limit your operations maybe kill some of you either you behave or you you have to die right Mm -hmm. it's just we are triggering the immune system in a way that we destroy ourselves so either we learn to live more symbiotically or we will kill ourselves
0: i i feel as much as earth is evolving as one human consciousness evolves gaia has its own consciousness And it too is evolving. And if it wants to evolve into a higher dimension, it also goes through symptoms. Do you relate to that? Like, as much as I feel as we are fungus or bacteria or leeches that, you know, take, 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 take from the planet, do you feel as much as I feel that it's also evolving? And in order to evolve, you have to extract disease and pain and stuff like that?
1: Definitely. It's, it's the, the transformation process, right? Mm-hmm. And we humans, we came there on this planet, no matter why, there are different scientists, religions that have different theories on this. But what we actually did is in the last 200 years that we took out the fossils, coal and especially oil, which is like the energy storage. It's like the fat cells or the blood of the earth. And this was driving our civilization to evolve very quickly. Like, let's say a European king wanted to send a messenger to the Americas back then. He had to go on a ship for four weeks or two months, maybe didn't even survive or come back. So it took him like half a year to come back or not. Now we can transmit information and goods very fast. The reason why I can eat a banana in Germany is because of airplanes and because of fossils, right? Mm -hmm. So we used this part of energy and transformed it into knowledge and consciousness in a way which is per se a good thing but soon this resource will be used up and then either we are able to apply this consciousness into our daily lives or we'll die right
0: like i believe that gaia is abundant just like how we redevelop blood cells Uh, but there is a point where sometimes when we have an accident we need more blood so we need to be connected to something receiving a blood transfusion Gaia, can she can she really um, be limited to her oil and fossils? Like, do you think that really should, we could run it out dry? Does it not redevelop uh, in a way too? Does it not regrow?
1: It, it redevelops, but maybe in a way that we cannot access it. So we humans were kind of good in developing a technology but sometimes we use it before we understand the full impact. So there is, it can be different ways, right? So sometimes we are in an emergency situation and we really realize, oh my God, should is setting the fan. And then um, we are creative. But right now we are more in a direction that we are using sources of energy too fast and converting it into trash which we cannot use or it's even like this that that um, we are like some parts of the population are using it and transferring the trash to some other parts right so i don't know like our our plastic trash that you find in the coast in africa or something right
0: (laughs) which is a whole other story
1: (laughs) so so so, yeah energy gets never gets lost right that's physics Mm -hmm. but but is the form of energy one that you can access and use? And, and their economics comes into the game, right? Do you have like a one-way linear economic that is just creating threat? Or do you build it circular, so you put things back
0: into the system? You can tell that like you're like a funnel of information like from the universe. And not only that, like people that you meet, that you talk to, whatever you're reading, whatever you're doing whilst traveling it's just like extra it's almost like the sponge is so much more spongy like you just remember things you just are thirsty for knowledge and like it comes through you and i i can hear that a lot in your voice and i was just saying i need to get into that travel energy and maybe maybe because um you are in this energy this next question is going to be really nice for people uh when was your last major breakthrough or epiphany, and what was it?
1: Let me think. I think it was yesterday.
0: <laughs> Normal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it was uh, yesterday while I was uh, introduced to some uh, specific um, ancient plant medicine. Not many people know about uh, know about it. Uh, it was just pure light. You know some of these uh, medicines they can be very healing but they're blurry and this one is a specific one that just pure light and clarity and um, yeah this was good
0: so what did you learn
1: um that i don't have to worry about my limits and insecurities too much that everything i need will be there in abundance you know often i'm very much about how to fulfill certain missions and dreams and yesterday's journey taught me that i don't need to worry it's all there and as long as i use my powers responsibly i don't need to worry
0: Mm, this ties in really well with my next question Do you believe in leaving a legacy, and why?
1: That's the most important thing for me, you know, <laughs> you know as, a, as a... You know, it's, it's somehow, of course, the source of it is ego, but it can be processed in a very nice way. Um, when I was more in a teenager vibe, you know, everything was about... Um, not being part of this shitty adult world now and doing mm-hmm. some messed up thing to, to enjoy and have a good experience in the now. But at some point you realize this is very sad. And also life is like this. You're, you're, you're born and you're full of energy, but you have no clue how to use it. Mm-hmm. And the more you learn how to use these powers, the more you realize how limited they are. This puts you a bit in a fear, the fear of limitation that this will end and nothing will last forever. Nothing is permanent. And, but this also awakens a drive inside you that says, "Wow, well, you want to do something that's beyond your existence, build a monument. Well, you can do this by doing very evil and fucked up things or by doing a positive impact. The grandpa that plants a tree, he will never be able to eat the fruits in his lifetime but his grandkids may he got it he got the entire system what is it all about right to do things beyond your existence this way you will live forever imagine a guy like the mozart you know he was writing a piece of music and this back then he was kind of famous but still was struggling from diseases and poverty and a lot of questions but nowadays his music is played in radios every day in every country around the world. How can you be more alive than this? There are so many ways. And I think the best ways to live on and live a legacy is um, preserving nature and art. And writing good stories. Stories that, you know, still your, your grandkids will tell to their grandkids sitting by the fire. Especially when I sit by a fire, I feel like I'm connected to all the fires in the world and in all times. Like with some um, tribal guy 50,000 years ago in Central Africa or with some guy in the future. Like I feel the the fire makes it connect all.
0: You know how you said that you shouldn't worry because it's all now and it's all abundant. Like everything that you need is now yeah um so would you suggest that your legacy already exists like you don't need to actively cultivate this legacy because it already is and all you need to do is just flow and allow it to to materialize through you or would you suggest that it's deliberate and it's like it needs to be painful it needs to be all these things Like a
1: part of the. I feel there's a there's a basic script that's there, and there are some like um, key points you need to touch, or you can spend a lot of time in being lost somewhere and not finding them or going far away from them. But there's some basic script, and the rest is free will, as you said, right? So it's like it's like there. You walk into this playground. All the tools are lying there. If you use them or not, it's your choice
0: like da vinci i meant like re- renaissance human i think about being a being with such uh, abilities and actually acting on those abilities and being so lost in the moment of those actions and skills and then I think about being an impressive human being and the galactics are watching over and observing and saying, Ooh, super cool human. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like these yes. super cu- cool humans doing things. Cause essentially like we're just here to learn the nature of the human, evolve the nature of the human, uh, learn how to create and, and manipulate energy.
1: I sometimes feel that, that the ones were are able to receive and they're open for this, like let's say a guy like da vinci or albert einstein or whatever you know mm-hmm. but then these these bigger higher conscious beings say okay he's the guy he's capable let's send him some information on some skills right I some some of us they manage to get very special access to things from time to time and usually then the magic happen, is happening and civilization gets another boost right like, mm-hmm. how did the age of Egyptians happen out of nothing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, obviously there were some really smart beings that were able to receive some higher information.
0: <laughs> Which, by the way, they say that they come from the Orion constellation.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, my whole planet, yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, how did believe. you wake up to the occult? esotericism. How did you wake up to it and how do you apply it to ordinary everyday life?
1: I naturally had it as a kid. It was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I remember I was in France with my parents and my mom was really sick and there were like these um, old Celtic stone ruins and I was making some dance for her and uh, somehow it seemed to help her. Um, and I really was living in this as a kid. Um, as a kid, I thought, oh, I, I'm some kind of druid whatever. And it was a play, you know, <laughs> but, by, but by playing games, we, we learned things. Mm-hmm. And then as a teenager, I forgot, I forgot it all. You know, I got, I got stuck in the typical hustles of being, being a, a youngster. You know, you, you have to fight, you have to compete. You think that you have to be accepted. So in order to be accepted, you adapt. And I forgot and I lost all this knowledge and things and I forgot it. And then, I don't know, I felt very sad, depressed. I was physically not well. I mean, I was accepted by society, but didn't feel good. And then I uh, rediscovered it, I would say through music mostly. Music and dance brought me to a space that I got reminded that there is something else. And then I got into full discovery again with traveling, meeting people, meeting spiritual practitioners, reading a lot about science, um, meeting tribes, all kinds of things, right? So it was a journey of rediscovery. And often I have this moment when I go into some spiritual um, practice, some ritual, anything that puts you in another state of mind that I'm there and these entities tell me, why are you back? We told you already. And I said, yeah, I'm sorry, but I forgot. I'm deeply sorry. I try to remember better next time. Like the source, it's all in us in every child we are born with this but um, because we are poisoned or we are too busy with bullshit we forget Mm -hmm. so they're great tools to remember things right
0: yeah I, I love that you remember specific events that happened I don't remember much of my childhood I have I have memories of of things that occurred like habits things that happened a lot I remember And things that were painful, I remember, not only because it's in my memory, but because it's like brought up present day, like these memories. Um, But I come from like a very dense family. And um, so I was never guided. Uh, I, I had no knowledge whatsoever. I mean basic education my parents weren't educated at all they were very poor in greece and then they through god's will who knows both at individual times made their way to canada and then okay built their empire um but there was never knowledge there and there was never support in a in a spiritual way so my journey to this reality has been very complex and existential and dark like super dark like the way that I had to get here because nothing really physical has happened to me that cur- that stimulated that pain because I find there's two ways to activate awakenings and one is through like trauma huge trauma like extreme trauma death you know death loss uh, a divorce or or say you're working somewhere for 10 years and you get fired. Do you know what I'm saying? Like those kinds of things mm-hmm. or yep. trap or travel or knowledge like education is key. I mean, unlocking these, these, these gates and these doors in your mind is key as well. As much as opening yeah. the key to the heart, because the heart is so like, it's more important than I'd say to the mind, but it depends on the person. Cause some people are more, more in tune to the heart. Some people are more in tune to the mind. They're both ways to. get there um but i um i feel that my path has been has been so lonesome because i've been navigating it on my own i didn't really have a parent or a mentor or anything to to get me here um but it's it's interesting to to see how each person ha- had made their way back to the light, made their way back to God or creator, you know? So I, I think that like each and every one of us, like it's so interesting how, how we all realize <laughs> this reality, which is, it's so deep. It's so different than what we know and what we knew and how we knew how to live and our limitations and barriers and setbacks and all these things. Like this reality, like this way of living I find is very optimal to help navigate life. I don't know if you feel the same way, but like I wouldn't exchange it for, like if someone said, if someone said, okay, we'll give you your your dream way of expressing. So like when I say dream way of expressing, I mean work or career. I just don't like to say those dense words career. I, I like to say play and, and expressing yourself. If someone said your your full expression the place that the way you want to live like if you had everything but i'm sorry i had to wake your i had to take away your spirituality i wouldn't i wouldn't agree to it would you would you do the same thing
1: first of all i must say you do a really good job in your journey and um, i think you're doing very well in implementing all these experiences to your life i'm really proud of what you're doing, and, <laughs> uh, and um, we are humans here on this planet. We are kind of, kind of gods, but not right gods with limited skills and powers. And um, we're here to learn, you know, to to embrace all these pleasures and feelings and powers, but also in order to appreciate them so we can become proper gods is, we need to feel our limitations if the things are taken away from us. Often in life, we take things for granted until we lose them, like health, for example, right? Mm. So um, it's part of our experience here to, to learn power, joy, but also lack, missing something and some things are necessary to cultivate and um, this is what we're doing here and there we are in each one is in a different process right in a different incarnation one might have been a sports guy that uh, was running in his previous life and running everywhere and this life is bound to a wheelchair in order to i don't know i'm not the one to judge karma right but uh, Mm -hmm. to learn something about it right and So everyone of us is um, equipped with some areas where we are really good in and some others we have to compensate. This is part of our journey. But none of us is fully helpless or only powerful.
0: Mm -hmm. For sure. It's embracing the contrast of life, for sure, because there cannot be happiness without sadness. Uh, and duality right now in the reality we live in is essential, and it is the a very big truth. The the polarity of life. It's a law of the universe, and it's something that I need to try and remember daily, and stop judging my experience. Or comparing. I'm very um very talented with comparing my life, <laughs> like it's a talent. <laughs> oh, I'm a yeah. star. I'm a star when it comes to comparing my life to others.
1: <laughs> I have a but, question. You we know, you know that stars are very far away from each other. <laughs> and, and you cannot really see the real shine of them because they're so far away. Mm-hmm. It can be that the star you might perceive as super shiny is already dead. You just see it shiny because it's... Um, three million light years away right yeah so, yeah. so if you always are trapped in comparing know that your perception is always very blurred
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the grass is always greener on the other side <laughs>
0: <laughs> my dad always says that but in a different way um yeah Uh, People always ask me, how do I do it? You know, how do I live between worlds like managing commerce and like managing mundane things, but also travel and like dabble in these esoteric ways? How do you do it?
1: Um, The one big topic is um, sensitivity. Um, You know, often people, they fall into this hippie trap. They, they make some spiritual experience and then they get super soft and sensitive and then they're incapable of living their lives because everything is so bad and so intense and so dramatic and they suffer a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is other people, you know, they're really hard and brutal. Imagine someone working in a butcher store, cutting animals every day, being completely blinded. If he's sensitive, he dies. But also, you know, he is probably at some point so hard and so blind he cannot see anything beautiful anymore. So in order to navigate in this, it's important to find the skill and strategy how to switch on and off your perception and how to open and close your aura. And once once you, you master this, you can master the entire world because you, can, because you will ex- be exposed to shitty situations you will be exposed to dirt you know you will be exposed to death you cannot live it's we are not in the age that it's made for monasteries anymore temporarily yes to find something but there is nothing spiritual in hiding in some safe comfort zone and not going out into this world and change something so in my world you know i can go on in some yoga retreat center be surrounded by the best organic food, nice music, nice smells, massages, orders, whatever. I open my aura. I collect as much energy as I can. Tomorrow for my job, I might have to go to some war zone. I close my aura and make it hard again, right? Mm -hmm. This This is the strategy you need to implement. There are different ways and techniques how to make it, but find a way how to open and close. Because you cannot survive fully closed, and you cannot survive fully open.
0: Thank you for explaining balance in a very deep way. Uh, thank you. Way.
1: Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's my pleasure. It, uh, but, 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 but don't get it wrong. You know, some people have this this dilemma, and then they and then they just drown themselves in alcohol or drugs or distraction. This is not their way, right? They, yes, they don't. They don't close. They trust poison, right? Mm-hmm. But. Uh,
0: I like the way that you said it. It's, it's so real to be able to use your light, but also be aware when your light is being used. So like, that's that bridge that takes you from the spirit to material world. And like, I like the way that you say, close and open your aura. Do you have a like technique? To doing that or do you just say okay hi God Roman close <laughs> and then hi God Roman open
1: <laughs> this is the first thing right yeah uh, so speak out the intention that you want to do it mm-hmm. and use some tools like close jewelry closing jewelry there are some that have that help to receive information some work more as shields right Mm-hmm. crystals, colors, music you listen, certain foods. Like, for example, there is, there is very pranic food that contains a lot of energy and life energy, but it also makes it very receptive. Like a lot of uh, fruits, for example. And there, is, there are foods that protect, like garlic, chili, ginger, these kind of things, onions, you know, they're kind of, they build shields. Mm -hmm. Um, What the indigenous people use a lot is tobacco to clean themselves, any kind of incense you smoke, frankincense, copal, patchouli, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And um, people, you know, there there are other people that can help you, there are people that can be a medium to channel, and then there are people that can help to protect, build your home, build your safety. You know, for me, it's even more difficult because I'm traveling a lot, so I cannot implement so many rituals like eating specific foods, living in a secured space. So I try to carry the right clothing, the right talismans and try to find the right the diet while I'm traveling. So this makes a lot of difference. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, the m- most important is intention and then putting the attention, the energy on the intention. And um, it's cool that you're stating all of these various types of tools, because that's essentially what they are to help with protecting yourself. You know, when I was traveling India, I would um, pray to Osiris. And I would ask the spirit of Osiris to watch over me and protect me and I felt that that was just enough um and you know like as you describe uh, the dietary needs crystals symbols clothing say you're wearing black clothes like all of this do you understand like how much energy it takes to like learn this knowledge that knowledge exists to help protect yourself like a lot of us don't have enough time in a day to even read up on this, to practice all of this theory. Like, it's so deep. Life is so deep because there's so much that we need to learn and apply to live, like, to get into our highest reality and protect ourselves. It's so beautiful that, that you brought this because it stimulated the thought in my head that there's just so much to learn and so much to apply, but we don't have enough energy i mean a lot of people who are stuck in the monopoly do not have enough energy to learn this stuff and there's um, a lot
1: of really beautiful people to help with that you know there are a lot of consultants and there are also a lot of bullshitters and a lot of dangerous people who trick you into something in the best case (laughs) they abuse you financially but in the worst case they really do harm right but they um, they
0: take your your spirit (laughs) watch out people yeah. yeah vampires they slap you out just because people so, say they're spiritual does not mean they don't have bad intentions a lot of the worst people are the ones that label themselves as, as spiritual so be careful
1: yeah they also have the most power it's not like uh, random peasants harmed me heavily in my life the heart mm-hmm. attacks i got from very powerful people but also they made my skills grow so it's okay
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Everything is isn't foreign to our experience. Anything bad that happens is happening. So learn from it.
1: Embrace them as your teachers.
0: Exactly. Um, I kind of want to diverge a little bit. What do you think about the modern day motivational speaker? Do you think this path is like a trap, like leading people further away from God or the creator?
1: um the thing is in i don't want to generalize too much right mm-hmm. but also i also don't want to be too politically correct and like to share emotions that just come up in, inside me instantly oh, come
0: on and bring it
1: all I, I feel that the, that the majority of them are very superficial mm-hmm. and they, I don't know, they give very simple answers to simple people and
0: one dangerous thing many of them share,
1: and this is toxic positivity. This is very dangerous.
0: So deep. Thank you for saying that.
1: Um, because it's it's the same like what, what um, I'm not a socialist at all, right? But what they are saying is, you know, like, like the big socialist leader, they said like religion is opium for the people and it's like a a uh, modern-day version of this. Like, you give people comfort in their fuck-up, um, but actually, you should, you know, help them to change, but just like, ah, oh, wake up, just be happy, embrace your opportunities, you can be so well. This, this sweetness they're having and this motivation actually it tastes so toxic. Mm. Um, I rather, I'm a friend of confronting people with truths and with darkness and say, yes, you're in shit, you're full of shit, you're full of darkness, you carry heavy karma, you're full traumatized, it's heavy, it's painful, (laughs) feel the pain, but you have a chance, with your efforts and some help, you can change it, but um, it's like, oh, this toxic positivity is a thing that's very dangerous. I mean, I mean, go, go to go to a, a depressed person that's suffering heavily from this disease since years and tell this person, just be happy. I mean, what can the person do with it?
0: Nothing. Exactly, right? nothing. Yeah. Um, yes. When you said that statement about religion is opium to the people, that's Marx.
1: I think Marx or Lenin, or yeah, Marx it was.
0: He's no. German. Yes. And you obviously are <laughs> German. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me, what's your
0: perspective of Carl?
1: Oh, so we're getting political now, huh?
0: Not po- Carl is political. We are not political. I'm just asking you about Carl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, try, I try to say it as non political as possible. Okay. What all this. these socialist <laughs> leaders have in common is that they're always talking about solving poor people's problems. But actually all of them are spoiled rich kids that have never worked in a factory, never have seen the real value of money, never Mm -hmm. have seen the real value of work or have any answer to change. So the only answer to change the system and help someone is to destroy the order, steal it from someone, share it until it's completely used up and then everyone ends up in poverty again. So it's like they are hypocrites because they have they have rich parents you know he was he was a kid of rich intellectuals Che Guevara was a kid of plantation owners you know it's Mm -hmm. they're not in the position to speak they have no idea what they're talking about they're just solving things with stealing and violence
0: interesting of course I always find that if you're trying to advise someone you have to had been in the situation that you're trying to advise it makes no sense to like tell good. someone something without having the experience.
1: I remember when I was a kid and I was in the park with my dad but somebody really didn't like my dad, and he gave him a book about parenting written by Osho. The
0: huh? first
1: thing my dad my dad did was looking up if he has kids, then he found out he doesn't have kids, then he burned the book. <laughs> well, well, it was about hypocrisy, about toxic positivity, and giving too simple answers and mm-hmm. um, putting people into a kind of comfort zone that will not make them change their lives, right? Mm. This is why I like this um, indigenous approach to healing very much.
0: Do you huh? follow any specific way of life?
1: Um, yeah, my own. I I'm a human being here on this planet having no clue what's going on but I feel that it's my mission to find out about it and leave some impact and so I'm floating around traveling in a geographical sense but not necessarily right also in a mental or educational or whatever sense and I try to gain knowledge and experience and I learn from very different styles, techniques, cultures. Um, but I don't follow any ism, you know, mm-hmm. no religion, no political direction, no philosophical concept. I feel all of them, they contain knowledge, but all of them are very limited. So. I try to see as much as I can and mm-hmm. build something out of it that makes sense for me. And in very short um, time spans, I always come back to the point that I know nothing and everything I've learned doesn't make sense anymore. And if people, if people do this for the first time, they might, might be in a crisis and cry and say, but you can get used to that. I I, um, I accelerated the frequency very much, so what maybe took five years, first to the second, now can take five days. So. It's nice. It gives you some certain security because you embrace the chaos in this universe, that you are nothing, you know nothing. Mm. The waves will never stop, but you can learn to surf.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that you are very connected to like tribalism and indigenous people. Do you think that your experiences with like plant medicine and just observing that reality has like unveiled a lot of knowledge and information for you? Like what is the most impactful way that helps you um in, unveil information
1: mm, i think the thing is that the the information um so i see it a bit like, like a computer right mm-hmm. so there is some some database and like classical information is more like old school computers like you have some hard drive you take something and you, and you take take it off and it's very small and also your capacities are very small but nowadays i realize it's more like decentralized and cloud computing but that in every single unit you find all the information of what is needed like like in a fractal sense and you have access to all the capacities of the universe if you build your hardware in a certain way and install the right programs on it. And this way you can develop further and further. Like hardware means, means the, your, like your, your physical body, your mm-hmm. health, being clean, being happy, in all kinds of balance, you know, sleep, diet, sexual life all these things it should be in a good balanced way Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: you have the hardware to receive yeah and then you upload some programs you know there are all kinds of educations schools meditation techniques programs scientific discoveries and yeah i try to add more and more
0: yeah you're very receptive um
1: yeah of course sometimes i go too far i maybe download a program i'm not capable of yet and then I struggle <laughs> a bit and something and pain, but that's yeah. the, game.
0: the universe will always synchronize the right information in front of you um so if you seek yes. out evolved knowledge uh and you don't understand maybe it's not meant for you at that time but the universe will always give you what you're prepared to understand um but a lot of people can just like sometimes i'm not too patient that's what i was gonna say just like you i feel like you take it on no matter what you're just like okay buckle up taking yeah. it full force uh I'm, I'm not i'm i'm
1: good with with doing things too early sometimes and carry the consequences of it you know <laughs> I mean, consequences being too advanced might be yeah or or failing you know failing in something well, it was not the right time but even that this can be a lesson
0: but the idea of it not being the right time just means it's too advanced for for the human psyche
1: yes
0: okay so i'm not suggesting any human can change anything um as i seriously believe one must change self in order to achieve like such a radical idea but um okay if you could change anything in the world what would it be
1: well, myself, because it's the only thing I can change.
0: <laughs> no, but I just said that. What, yeah, aside um, from self, aside from self.
1: Change in the world. Um, I would remove many kinds of authority and not replace it with another, right? The problem mm-hmm. is all these people who say they want to change the world, and do revolutions they always destroy whatever is ruling not having a solution and then replacing it with their own own fucker. i would just you know remove the control but i believe in natural processes and uh, self-regulating forces so mm-hmm. i would just remove some powers and let it in the chaos because the chaos will regulate mm-hmm. many people have have such Such a fear of not having ruling power, but that's complete bullshit. You know, Um, most humans are born with ratio, with with the capability of comprehend. And the evil powers is only that strong because they are protected by regulatory powers. If there is no regular regulatory power, the system will regulate itself the good thing will regulate itself. Definitely. Nature always balances out itself. I believe in nature. Mm, me too. So we, sh- we should stop trying to regulate.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like when I build my community with all these alternative, self-sufficient, we community, like, I don't know, but you're there. <laughs> I just drive so much with your, with your i guess we can call them statements but like we what we say evolves it evolves but it always remains the same and like i just feel that energy that you're emitting with your words and i like i connect with it so so much um okay it
1: be my be- pleasure let's do some projects together
0: <laughs> Ta- it's coming i'm turning 30 and like things are changing and i yeah, I'm so excited! I just need to do one thing, one thing at a time, basically. I'm gonna maybe,
1: finish. Maybe we should make a kid. Sorry, choking.
0: We should what? Make a child.
1: Yes. <laughs> Who knows? I like the idea, and I think it's a good combination of genetics and consciousness.
0: For sure, it would be like the child would come out just like telepathically talking to us and telling us exactly what it needs because it knows its mission right away
1: potential to save the planet or to destroy it
0: but we just suggested that we can't no leader can change the planet <laughs> <laughs> i
1: know, you
0: know that life is too paradoxic i hate it i hate how how it you is, will is not... Ugh. I hate you will it, be stuck in it.
1: this forever there's no escape
0: I know okay I'm always so unsatisfied with like how much I can talk with you especially now that we're like in it but I'm gonna end with the last question okay okay are you ready I'm ready okay what's the meaning of life
1: the meaning of life is um for one life not for life in general, but for one life you're in, is what? to heal yourself and leave a positive impact and not a negative one. We are here on this planet, on this beautiful garden to work on it as gardeners. And while we are here, we either we create trash and make it a shitty place or we make it a good place. And we only can make it a better place when we are healed And then don't transfer shit on others. And the biggest impact in transferring shit on others, we have in children. So our main purpose here is heal yourself in order to transfer as little shit as possible.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Honestly, everyone answers so differently and I love it so much. Um, Thanks for like taking your time, you know, out of your day in that beautiful utopian house that you're describing in Brazil and talking with me abstractly, even though to us it's not abstract, but I have to state that it's abstract. (laughs) And uh, I always feel so safe, like going into these mental planes with you, Romano, Romano. It
1: was a beautiful conversation. It was uh, very stimulating uh can't wait to see in person again and elaborate more on this yeah we will in person